friends, I invite you to please pause and let us pray together. Almighty God, we thank you for these gifts, for this time to come together wherever we are. And we ask that you would, in ways beyond our understanding, take these gifts of offering, use them for the furtherance of your gracious kingdom and work through the church of Jesus Christ. Lord, help these gifts to enable us to be a blessing to others in this community and beyond. Holy Spirit, come, open our ears, our eyes, our hearts to the proclamation of your word. Help us, O oh God, to hear your words spoken in ways that um, though they are familiar, but they are fresh. Holy Spirit, speak to us this day in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. My friends, Jesus Christ is risen, and you're going to reply, he is risen indeed. All right, let's try this. I know we're going to practice. Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. You know, is it just me, or does Easter feel like it's just a little bit different this year? For the first time in over three decades of ministry, this is the very first time that I have not been able to be with my church family on Easter morning. It causes me to feel both sad on one hand, but eagerly excited on the other. The sadness is that we can not physically be together, but the excitement, that arises from knowing that this season, this time will soon pass. And once again, we will be together gathered back together in worship, celebrating, proclaiming God together. And when that happens, my friends, what a celebration it's going to be. Late this past week in our weekly sneak a peek that I sent to you, I threw out a challenge to see if you could figure something out. I wanted you to read Matthew 28, chapter, uh, chapter 28, verses 1 through 10, and take a moment and read through that and see if you could see something and notice something you've never noticed before. Did you do it? It was not until this year that this very small but very interesting note popped out at me. And I'm curious to see if you discovered it as well. I guess context is everything, particularly when reading Scripture. And this, this year, as I read the Easter passage from Matthew, I was reminded that the Word of God, the old, old story, is both the same, and yet it's very dynamic. It changes, it evolves over the times. The Spirit is moving all the time to reveal new insights about God in our midst through our routine readings of old Bible stories that we have may, maybe have read many, many times before. So I want us to listen to Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 10, the Easter story. And I want you to see are you able to discern that which you've never noticed before? Okay? Have you noticed anything different? Listen to the word of the Lord. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. 
And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat upon it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him shook the guards, and they became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, he said. Come. See the place where he lay. And then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead. And indeed, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message to you. So the women, they left the tomb quickly with fear and with great joy. And they ran to tell the disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and said, greetings. In other words, hi. And they came and they took hold of his feet and they worshiped him. And then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. My friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, as you listen to this old, old story, did you notice something new? Did something pop out at you that was different? You see, as I read this story, just like today, there was not a public Easter celebration. Just like today in our story, people were locked down and huddled in their homes, afraid to emerge and show themselves. It wasn't because of COVID-19, but it was for the fear of the locals in Jerusalem who may want to herd up the Jesus followers and give them a kangaroo court trial and kill them, just like Jesus had. You see, in the public's mind, these Jesus followers, well, they were a little bit, they were agitators. They were disturbing the status quo. They were rocking the boat because they followed a man, Jesus, who held a mirror up to his people, to his religion, to his culture, to the government in power, and he showed them just how unjust they really were. It was the life of Jesus, my friends, who reflected back to the people that the true way to honor God and to honor neighbor was through willful, extravagant, costly love. Forget public and political displays of self-righteous living in pomp. These Jesus followers were taught that the conversion of a person to the heart of God begins in the heart to begin with. First in God's heart and then in the followers. You see, just like today, people that first Easter Sunday were not gathered as a community. No, they were sheltered home in fear. 
Dale Bruner, professor from Whitworth University in Spokane, writes, quote, fear monopolizes our attention and paralyzes our response. So, beloved, as you live in a lockdown in the midst of social distancing, what are the fears that are gripping you? What are those thoughts that are keeping you up at night? What does the devil worm tongue whisper into your ears during this time huddled behind closed doors? Just like the first disciples. What are those whispering fears, my friends? What is it that you're hearing? Whatever it is, whatever fears you have, I want you to gather them up. I want you to collect them. I want you to write them down on a list. I want you to acknowledge out loud the fears of a lost job and wages. I want us to write down the fears about our health. I want us to write down and acknowledge the fears of what if I die alone? Or what if I get behind on my rent or my mortgage? Put them out there, claim them, call them out. And beloved, once you and I do that, I want you to hold that list of fears up to the light of Easter day. And I want you to see as you hold them up to the light of Easter day, the promises, the promise and hope that this day provides. Because Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Yes, I'm afraid to die alone. But Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. His resurrection means I am never alone and that God is my constant guide, my savior, my comfort, my rock. Yes, I'm afraid I'm going to get the virus. But Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. His resurrection enables you and me to overcome our fear and strive to live outside of ourselves and love others, loving them out of their loneliness. Yes, I'm afraid that as a working parent, I will not have the energy to work my job at home and maintain my children's education as they are homeschooled the rest of the year. But remember, beloved, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And Christ promises the strength, the resolve, the courage, and the spirit that pulled him from the grave will sustain you and me with anything that, that life throws at us. Beloved, our Easter scripture is a resounding call for us not to cower behind the closed doors, but to go and check out this wonderful sight, to check out what has happened in this empty tomb. He is not there. He is risen. Come, look, the tomb is empty. Come, look, 
No fear. Jesus is calling you and me to go tell others that our fears have been overcome by the power of the resurrected Christ. There is no longer a need to cling to those fears anymore. As Easter beckons us, the resurrection pleads with us to let them go. To let those fears go. So we can raise empty, holding hands high, praising God. For Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Easter is different this year. Easter, to quote Martha Stewart, is different this year and it's a good thing. You see, it's a good thing because we get to experience what the first century church experienced. We are getting to experience a dislocation from our supportive community. We are getting to experience what it means to be separated away from the presence of Christ in one another. That's a good thing. You see, we get to experience the miracle of Easter from inside and behind the door of the home, just like Peter, Mary, James, Andrew, and the others. Now, let me ask you, how's it working well for you? How is it working for you? This Easter behind the closed doors. It's not easy, is it? Perhaps church throughout the world needed a slap in the face to remind us that our gathered community is precious and we've taken it for granted. Perhaps church around the world needed the reminder that there is no such thing as solitary Christians, but that to be in Christ means to be in community together. Perhaps the church throughout the world had to die to her old ways and habits and get buried behind the closed doors of fear in order to be released once again into the new life and new light that Easter provides as we're launched back into this community soon one day. Me? I miss the hats. I miss the hats. I miss Petey sitting up here. I miss Everett Schultz sitting right there. I miss looking back at Fred in the back corner as he's trying to be inauspicious and way. I miss the hats of the women that come to church and the bows and the young girl's hair. I love their bright dresses. I love to see the young men, the little boys, get dressed up with suits, with shorts, with the funny bow ties and their hair slicked back so they look good in the Easter pictures. I miss Mr. Jackson Easter Bunny at our children's Easter party out in Coley Hammock. 
I miss the solemnity of this incredible choir and the incredible playing of the piano and the organ, helping us experience physically the power, the passion of Lenten Easter. I miss seeing the Christers. That's right, the Christers, those who show up at Christmas and Easter because they are friends now, because I've been here for several years and I've gotten to know them. I miss their faces. I miss breaking of the bread and drinking from the cup of Holy Communion. But I realize that in its absence from our life, it will make it that much more powerful and meaningful when you and me, we are gathered together again. What do you miss? And yet the more I ask that question, the more I realize it really is a sophomoric question. It's a silly question to ask you, what do you miss? You see, the right question we are to be asking ourselves is what have I, what have we as a church gained from Easter, from Lent this year? Already we are learning that the preciousness of this life is so much greater than we thought. We are remembering the gift of a hot cup of coffee on the patio of Anne's florist and coffee bar down the street, surrounded by friends as we chew the fat and share baby pictures. We are remembering how in the midst of lockdown, hundreds of members of this church have been making masks HEPA-grade masks for medical personnel and first responders for the people of Broward County because we are taking care of our caregivers. You cannot, COVID-19 cannot lock up the Spirit's work in helping others sustain life. Oh, I've learned a lot this Lent and this Easter. Easter, my friends, new life miracles are abounding all around us. It's just that we, like Mary, have to open our eyes and see. See how the Spirit of Jesus is moving around us. My Easter prayer, beloved, is that the Spirit of Christ will reveal itself to you and everyone in your home. And my prayer is that it will declare plainly, succinctly, clearly, no fear. For He is risen. He is risen indeed. Jesus invites you to look at your life with new eyes. He invites you to look and see. He invites you and me to go tell others about what we've encountered. 
And he also tells us the day is coming and we're going to gather everybody up and we are all going to go see each other again once we get to Galilee. I know it's hard to wait, but Jesus has promised to meet us here again. Let's pray. Holy Spirit of God, help us to believe in our hearts that He is risen, He is risen indeed. O oh Lord, help us to banish fear in our lives, for it is great. Replace that fear with the renewing power of life from Jesus Christ, that we would see the miracle of Easter around us each and every day. Help us, O oh God, to step outside of ourselves and give ourselves to others as Jesus has done for us. For we ask this in his precious name, and all of God's people said together with joy, Amen. Amen.